Hi, everyone. You're listening to Making It Up As I Go. My guest today is Taylor Strecker. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. Hi. I am so excited to have Taylor on. Um, I was telling her briefly, but basically the way I met Taylor was back in 2016 when I was pregnant with Cameron. Mm -hmm. My mom came on your show on Sirius. Wake up with Taylor. Yes. And I just remember thinking this is the coolest fucking job. I wish I went to college so I could have a cool job like this. This is what I want to do. Instead of makeup which is what I was doing at the time. And um, and then I found out about podcasting. So I was like, I'm going to start podcasting. So really, you're like my motivation for doing oh, this podcast. It girl. was you. Like pretty much I saw you and then I heard this motivational speaker talk about like, you just got to do it kind of a thing. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I am just going to do it. And here Ashley, we are. <laughs> but, so I've been like dying to get you on because I'm like, you're why I did it all. Girl, thank you. I'm so serious. I'm just going to brag here. So yeah. I'll add you to the list. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you know Hannah Burner from Summer House? Yes. Okay. So Hannah Burner has a podcast because of me. She says it all the time. So really? I can say it. I yep. love. And, uh, it's so and then good. It's such a good idea. Stassi will say it too. Stassi will say that. Yeah. I mean, also her ex-boyfriend Patrick, but we don't talk about him. Okay. He, he who shall not be named. But uh, <laughs> I, I was one of the people that helped Stassi start her podcast. So I got to figure out how to turn this into a business so I can start making money off you guys. Yes, start your like (laughs) umbrella company. And then (laughs) I love radio.com, but if Taylor starts her own umbrella company, I don't know, man. You hear that? (laughs) Taylor, other Taylor. Okay, just saying. T-squared. T-squared. That's a really good name for company. There you go. Ashley, this is a (laughs) quite productive podcast so far. I mean, I feel like I have a whole new business plan for 2020. Yes. I love it. Um, But for those listening who for whatever reason, don't know who you are. Yes. Give a little, little Jeez. resume of sorts. I am in, I am an interesting person. That's for <laughs> damn sure. I don't mean to be, uh, I just, my life has been kind of crazy. So, um, I went to college at Ithaca mm-hmm. and I mean, honestly, I, you know how like, um, I feel like high school guidance counselors get like a super bad reputation, <laughs> but mine was amazing. Cause I was like, I grew up with parents who I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh. Um, my, my dad went to Harvard. He's a doctor. My mom wow. went to BC, which wasn't that good of a school when she went, but in, but in my mind growing up, like my parents went to these awesome schools because yeah. BC became an amazing it school. Is, yeah. And my mom never told me that it wasn't that hard to get into when she got in, which really fucked me up, but we'll get into <laughs> that later. Um, but anyway, so I, I like grew up in Massachusetts outside of Boston. Like it's like a, it's like an educational Mecca. So I kind of grew up with this like expectation to like, I was gonna, you know, be a good girl, study hard in school. My mom believed like you go to a good college and you meet good friends and you meet a good man and you get married. And if you don't do that, your life is fucked. Like, you yeah. know, and my mom's the best friend. I love her, but High school was tough. Yeah. And so I, you know, I thought I was going to like go to a really great college and become a lawyer or a professional of some sort. And that didn't happen. And I ended up like my grades were whatever. But um, I got rejected from like all these really good schools. And my guidance counselor was like, you should really apply to Ithaca. I think it would really be good for you. Now, Ithaca now is really great. But when yeah. I went, it wasn't super crazy hard to get in. And uh, But the communication school really was hard to get in. I had to transfer my freshman year. But she was like, you can transfer. And she told me the whole way to do it. And I did, I did it according to her. So if it wasn't for my guidance counselor, I would have never gone to Ithaca. If I didn't go to Ithaca, I would have never met Nicole from the Morning Mashup on SiriusXM, who is my best friend from college. Aww. And she was a receptionist at Sirius. I forced her to move out of her mom's house <laughs> in Greenwich and move into the city with me when I graduated graduated from Ithaca she was a year ahead of me and she was a receptionist at Sirius and that is how I got my start at Sirius XM radio because she took me out to a bar and they were looking for um host for Cosmopolitan magazine radio yeah you just have that voice and that personality too that's like you're you're like meant 
to do stuff like Thank that. You. For real. Well, the boss that found me said that she was told to find somebody who was engaging more than like four to five people in conversation and everybody was equally included. I do. I was like fucked up. Like I was like wasted <laughs> and whatever else. And I was just holding court and this girl saw me and she was like, that's my host. And so Nicole and I actually auditioned together. Nicole said something audition that the editor in chief at the time, Kate White, didn't like, and that was it. But then I still got the job. We were roommates, so yeah. then poor Nicole was stuck in reception. I was hosting Cosmo, but honestly, she made out like a bandit because then she got on Morning Mashup and like she's still fucking there. She's making bank. <laughs> They've got like bajillions of listeners, and like she, I'm fired. So Nicole <laughs> is fine, but um, but no, but I worked on on Cosmo Radio for like six years, and then when they got rid of Cosmo Radio, they like moved me laterally over to the only place they put females at the time, which was stars, Sirius XM stars. And then I was always their morning show. And then Jenny McCarthy came in after me. And then it was like Maria Menounos, Dr. Laura Schlesinger was on it. So then it became like a, an amazing channel to be on. Yeah. And then they fired me. And so what happened with that? I mean, if you're, whatever you're allowed to say, I'm allowed to say, I mean, <laughs> it's in my opinion. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I know what they told me. They told me that I breached contract and I do think that like, the contracts are so crazy when you're yeah. working for a big company. And I, th and it's, it's like the small red print. Like I definitely tiptoed into a, a danger area. Um, I was doing, I was trying to make extra money on the side because I, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. at serious, but I was not making fantastic money. And when I was divorced, like when I wasn't divorced, I didn't give a shit. You know, I was like, <laughs> this is it, like, it was almost like I'm on the radio and like kind of sort of famous. And I, I talked to famous people and my husband's rich. So like, I don't really give a shit about the money. But when we got divorced, I was like, I have to fucking make this my career. I have to support myself with this. <laughs> So I was trying to do these like retreats on the side, which I was allowed to do and I had done a bunch, but I happened to do one at a certain hotel with a certain person. And I, and like in, in the description, I somehow did, I guess, technically breach my contract. Um, but honestly, I don't think the punishment fit the crime. I think that that could have easily, I could cancel the trip. I could have made a retraction. I could have, even if they wanted to make an example, I could have like been on, um, even my PR people were like, I, I think at the, at the worst, they would have just suspended you for like two weeks, no pay. But um, they decided to fire me. And so I believe that there must have been more. Like my head was on the chopping block and they were just waiting for me to breach contract in some way, shape or form. So they had like cause to fire me. Because yeah. when you own a company and you have fire somebody, you have to have cause. Yeah. So um, I, that's what I think it was. But honestly, they did me a favor. I was going to say, I feel like you're doing good too. Just like your friend, Nicole. I feel like you're doing Thank good. You. <laughs> they did me a favor because um, when I left Sirius, like I was able to do podcasting, which I had been trying to get them to allow me to do contractually, which I wasn't allowed to do. Yeah. Um, I was able to then start my own independent subscription based radio show. So it's like kind of like the model of Sirius. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I was able to launch that. And like, because they fired me and didn't give me a goodbye show, my audience was pissed, which is fantastic because then they rally around you yeah. and my audience is fucking great. And for so long I would have listeners subscribers at Sirius say to me, I only subscribe for you. Yeah. So when I got fired, I was like, let's fucking test it out. And they showed up. And I mean, I made my first year, I was already making more money than I had ever made it serious. Like That's through my amazing. radio show. Um, I want to emphasize that Sirius did not pay that much. So I, I, I think people always think people in this industry are richer than we are. No, but still, I love a good comeback story. Yep. So it's like, I don't care if you were making a dollar. I was Sirius making $10 you're making a year $5. and I made $20 yeah, a year now, So not like, to brag. Exactly though, but it's good. But, um, <laughs> but it was great. And then I got to start, and then I started um, my own independent podcast, which truthfully, Taste of Taylor, which you were 
we're which you're, you're on right now yeah we're doing a podcast swap <laughs> um so check it out taste of taylor but it's it started as really just a big commercial for the podcast or for the radio show so it was like hey here's a my favorite half an hour from this week take a listen if you like it subscribe but then i started to get like you know I, I started to realize that it could be its own entity mm-hmm. and why not be in the subscription world and then also like the podcasting ad world. And then I got with Dear Media and I fucking love them. I, I'm truly obsessed with Dear Media and they're under DBA and UTA, which is now my agents. It's like, it's, it's fucking amazing. So I, uh, I, they, uh, so thank you, Sirius, like truly. <laughs> and now I'm on tour. If you watch Vanderpump Rules, you might know who Stassi Schroeder is. Ever yes. heard of her? She's one of my best friends. I met her at Sirius. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, I did I a lot I was of. Ask. I, didn't I did that. a lot of social climbing at Sirius, and I'm very <laughs> proud of myself for that. On LinkedIn, they call it networking, but yeah. let's just call it what it is. It's fucking social climbing, and I'm fucking great at it. And this apartment <laughs> is also a reflection of it. This is my friend's apartment that it's we live in. Beautiful, beautiful. Trust me, apartment. it's it's intimidating. Like I think it makes me look like I'm fucking rich, but I promise you, I'm not. Um, but yeah, so got a divorce. Um, <laughs> got fired from Sirius. You know, doing my own thing in radio and podcasting. My best friend, Saucy Schroeder. So I'm on her live podcast tour with her, like doing basically like, I guess you could call it stand up. I do like an open. I was going to ask what exactly you're doing on tour because I listen to Stassi's podcast also. So I've heard you guys talk a bit about it. But yep. for those who don't know, like. I basically, I mean, so I got signed by UTA. I want to be clear. It wasn't because of Stassi. Well, honestly, who <laughs> fucking knows? But I did have my, my manager made, got me a meeting with UTA. I had my own meeting with them. And then they actually said that they saw me at Hannah Burner from Summer House's uh, live podcast show. Yes. And there were some uh, agents there scouting her. And they were also like, oh, fuck, that's Taylor Strecker. She's funny. We shouldn't forget her. Let's sign her. So I got signed like a few weeks after um, my show with Hannah. But anyway... So UTA really wanted me to go on my own podcast tour. And I, when they told me what it required, it requires a lot. Like Claudia Oshry, um, Heather McMahon, fucking Jackie Schimmel. Like these women need to, I want people to know how respected they need to be because they are selling out podcast tours. Stassi, obviously, (laughs) but like they're selling out comedy clubs and then they bump them up to theaters. This is no fucking joke. Like it's, it's touring is a huge business and it's really like what they're doing is so impressive. And I, I think that my best quality is that I'm really self-aware and I know my limitations. And so they were like, we think that you can sell it out. And maybe I'm underselling myself, but I just felt like with my social numbers and like where I was with business, I just felt like I wasn't there yet to do my own tour. And so I said to them, rather than me go on my own tour, I know Stassi's going on tour and I've tried to get this bitch to go on tour with me forever. I said, I don't, but also because we're friends, I never want to ask for too much or step on her toes. I know you get this because you also, you know, when you have friends who are famous, you like obviously being friends with them can help you, but you never want them to feel like you're friends with them for that reason. Yes. Because you're friends with them because you're friends with them. Yeah. And so I'm always, Stassi and I are always very delicate when it comes to business with each other. Um, But I said, UTA, if you want to offer my services to Stassi, I would love to, like, how would we do that? And they said, you would be the opener. That's what we would do. And you would probably be like there after you would open, you would probably like come back on stage and whatever. And so I said, well, you can tell her I am down. And so then she called me and she was like, you have no idea. I'm so relieved. I was so stressed out. I didn't know what this was look like or how it was going to go. And I don't think she even thought I was an option because of my daily talk radio show. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was a good opportunity for me. Definitely. And, um, so yeah, so basically we had to, I, I kind of had to like 
fill this void of something that I'm not, which I'm not a stand-up comedian. I want to be clear. I respect stand-up comedy. But um, that's kind of what the job required. So I... You no, know, you have that energy though and that personality. You could totally, you. totally bring it. I put on my big girl panties and I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And Wait, so I worked really with a quick. comedy coach. I was say really quick, speaking of big girl panties, what was the big deal with your pants? Oh my fucking God, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> people were so fucking crazy about my outfit on tour. And so I, I like them. Well, so I like the pants. Thank you, me too. Yeah. So for the first leg of the tour, we didn't really know like, like tour life is fucking crazy. And so I, like I brought like so many outfits but i you start to see yourself when people take pictures and video from certain angles and some things from the front look horrible from a 360 perspective on stage so i had this one outfit with these like black pants from h&m that are like super flared and i have them for a while now and i'm like for me i'm like i'm heavier than i want to be and so like i'm you know when something like fits and i can feel good like i can move in it but i also feel like i look pretty in it at least at certain angles, I'm like, okay, that's like, I, like I'm going to wear this all the time on stage. Yeah. And then I have this like black shirt with it that like ties in the front with the bow. So it like covers like kind of like my belly a little bit from angles. It's just like, it makes you feel good. It made me feel good on stage yeah, and confident. And like, you know, yeah. I'm really hard on myself with body image. So like to be like, I actually feel pretty good in this is like a thing. So anyway, after I think I wore it like twice on the first leg of the tour and people were like, I fucking hate those pants. They're like from the seventies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I would be like, I'm going to wear them every fucking day in every city. And that's what I did. Yes. So that's what I did. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you and your criticism. And I'm like, for me, that was kind of a big moment because like, I definitely, the critic, the criticism gets to me, especially with body image, mm. like more than I'd like to admit. But I was like, it makes me well, feel it's good. Hard Cause it's like, you know, people are just like trolls, but it, it is hard because it's like if one person says it, you're like, All right, I can let it go. But when there's like a little colony of like people and pile on. Yeah. on social media, you're like, OK, well, is it true at all? Then you start asking people around you. Is it true, guys? Right. Like you can fucking tell me. Is it true? Like be my friend. But it's, I will, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. So but like I kind of that was like one of those moments where I was like, no, I like the way I feel on this. I like the way I look in most pictures. My girlfriend likes it. Stassi likes it. And trust me. She would tell me if she didn't like it. She, she has, has good told style me. too. Yeah. And I was like, do you like, she was like, that's a great outfit. When I wore the, I think I wore it the first time, maybe at Gramercy. I did. Gramercy. Oh, that was, it was actually our last show of the first leg. It was the first time I wore it. And she was like, that's fucking bomb. And then I was like, you know what? It's my uniform. And it was kind of like, it's cause I felt good in it, truthfully. Yeah. But the, the little extra fuck you to my haters was kind of fun. So that's all I wore for the rest of the tour. Yeah. And, and it was one outfit. So that's gross, but I did the best I could to. You should do because you guys are about to do the, the spring leg, the bus tour, right? Yeah, it's called the bougie, the bus, bougie tour. bus tour. So last, I want to come to it. I'm gonna girl, I, 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 so I we're going to be go. in. I think Red is it Red, Red Bank? Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank. So think of, I think it's a little bit more south, but I can go there. I'll get you tickets. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, stop. it'll be so fun. It'll be I'll so die. fun. Um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, before we call, I was I like coined it the bougie tour because like yeah. Stassi is fucking bougie man, and she likes really nice hotels Wait. and suites she doesn't like not a regular room she wants like a suite and we were flying first class so she flew me first class so i'm like this is fucking bougie and you know what Bit, touring is a business and so we're on tour bus now because that's how you fucking make money yeah and so we are now it's called the bougie bus tour as a joke because it's, it's a fucking bus we're gonna be on that's gonna be so fun it's me bo stassi and then like the whole crew that we work with who are amazing um gary brian rebecca cam 
um like and maybe some extra people too so it's like but we're all on the bus together yeah so it's gonna be it'll it will be interesting so fun yeah okay so p and i like to experiment in the bedroom because why not we recently tried out astroglide personal lubricant you don't need a reason to use it other than wanting to add more variety and pleasure to your sex life and that includes solo play astroglide personal lubricant was invented by a rocket scientist in the 1970s that's how it got the astro in its name lube is a great way to enhance sexual pleasure no matter your age, gender, or orientation. It doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure out why wetter is better, but research does show that you can experience significantly more sexual pleasure and satisfaction with lube. Astroglide offers 10 different formulations of lubricant. Water-based lubricants are the most popular kind because they're lightweight, easy to clean up, and can be used with most sex toys. Their silicone lubricants have a unique silky feeling and are hypoallergenic. Silicone also lasts extra long, and it's great for water play. Astroglide has an ultra-gentle gel and a glycerin and paraben-free liquid, both are perfect for people with sensitivities. For out-of-this-world pleasure, put some Astro in your glide. Go to astroglide.com now to order your free sample. I was going to say, though, you should take your pants to some designer because you have to have connections somewhere and just have them make it for you in like every fucking Do color or get like sequins. this leg? Like you should have different variations of that outfit. Like have someone so make smart. that. Like so you're wearing like different, like the same the same pants to yep. have it be like sequins one day yes. and like just <gasps> glitter one day yes. just like go crazy with it because then it's like fuck you but now fuck you with some sparkle because this is the bougie bus store <laughs> Dude, you're a fucking genius okay if you, you are or know somebody who can do this dm me at Taylor oh, I, well, I, yeah i will 100 and if, you, if anybody reaches out to you okay <laughs> yes. let me know because i am so down for that like stassi has like custom-made jackets that she wears on tour there you go like and she is so about the bedazzling do so it. she would be very proud of <laughs> me if i would get on the sparkle train i honestly i got the top at zara i got the pants at h&m and i put the outfit together when i was oh i also um i host younger tvs after show called getting yes, younger i was gonna talk to you about that too i started watch okay so i love hillary duff but i oh, started watching younger because of you with that because you were posting it you hear that and I finally you hear that you hear that you hear that i'm serious i finally was like what the fuck is the show? And like, so I was like, cause it's on uh, what is it? TV land, right? TV land. So yeah. I was like, I was like, what is this show? Like, I love Hillary Dove. Taylor keeps talking about it. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I binged it so hard. I think I watched like the whole thing. In, How like, good is three it? Days. It was like, it's like, you know what it is? Oh my God. If it's you so love good. Sex in the city. You will love the show. Cause it's Darren star. And he did Sex and the City. And it has Sex and the City vibes, but like for the millennial era. Oh my God, it's so good. And Hillary's so good. Who's Molly Bernard's so good. Sutton, f- f- I mean, yeah. Sutton is like... She's incredible. You forget how old she is in this... Not old, but I'm saying yeah. you when she... Because she's trying to pass as like a 28-year-old. So, she's like, so she plays like a 40-something-year-old who's passing as like a 26-year-old. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you you think like I watch it and I'm just like a 26 year old like I'm lost. not yeah you totally the same way like not the same but what's that movie like 17 again with like Matthew Perry oh my god Zac Efron Don't it's even. like that's like my favorite movie and I like Zac Efron can get but do you it. know what I'm talking about though like you're watching Zac Efron but I'm thinking in my head you know, like Matthew Perry um Freaky Friday Lindsay yes. Lohan is so good in it and so is Jamie Lee Curtis yes I know I know but it's like you think it's like them like i get lost in it yeah but i'm um, with you but who who do you want her to pick oh my god i i honestly i want her to pick so this will go into like the rest of my story <laughs> so i want her to be with josh obviously yeah. because 
this the, like the show if you, if you know the premise like it's a 40 something year old woman her husband cheats on her they get a divorce she's got an adult ch- daughter she was a stay-at-home mom she's given up her whole like career in publishing to be a stay-at-home mom and then like her life kind of falls apart her husband's a gambling problem and it sounds sad but it's really not it's a sitcom and so it's she amazing. basically gets a divorce which <laughs> is very it's amazing <laughs> yep she gets a divorce which is very empowering and she which i know sounds fucked up but like I mean, when you get divorced and you have kids, I know that's hard on the kids. I get that. Like, divorce is something that's not to be taken lightly. But, like, when you're, like, I was married and I didn't have kids, so five years of marriage. But, like, when I got divorced, I felt fucking empowered. Like, I was like, I could do anything if I could do that because my parents are still together. And so that was the first time I was ever like, I have to make decisions on my own because my parents can't give me life advice. Like, they don't know how to guide me. And so in a fucked up way, like, my divorce really, like, brought me to the next level of like evolving yeah um but anyway so so that i related to watching the show and then she's with josh who is like she meets him like in brooklyn and he's so fucking hot and he's younger than her um and he doesn't know for a while spoiler alert he finds out but i'm not going to give any more details than that but basically like it's like she should have gotten divorced and been with like a guy her own age and like found like you know a a nicer version of her husband who fucked like fucked up and ruined the marriage and when I first got divorced, that's my plan. I was like, I'll find like another kind of wealthy dude who's like nice. Maybe he doesn't have family that I, maybe his family was far away because uh, <laughs> family for me was an issue. Like I didn't get along with them. They didn't get along with me. Listen, we both have skin in the game. It takes fucking two to tango. Um, I'm not going to blame it on them. I've heard through the grapevine that they like to basically blame the divorce on me being a lesbian um <laughs> but that's not the story um but anyway but like the, are the, you and your ex-husband on good terms no at all? we don't no. speak okay. we do not speak. sometimes it's for the best so yeah if you don't you don't have kids there's no attachments i say go ahead bye we were trying <laughs> so, to be amicable like, um and he reached out to me when i came out on the air at sirius that i was dating taylor my girlfriend now um of like four years mm-hmm. um but he um he he was like what happened was so so back to Josh. So <laughs> it reminds me of my relationship with Taylor because like it was so unexpected. Like I did not get divorced and think I'm going to end up with a woman. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. You were never attracted to women? Never. Like I'm straight and I've been attracted to women. I mean, <laughs> so, like, I get that never... though. I get that. Like I was like definitely, so Kate Bosworth grew up in my town. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I didn't and know I was cool. fucking fascinated by her. But also I was like kind of, it was competitive fascination does that make sense okay she moved to town when i was in ninth grade so i had just left to go to private school and she was in the public school system and i was kind of like the little like star in the town like i was like annie not to brag and local community <laughs> theater production um but like i was like the star and then she was really a star because she had just done horse whisper the movie and she was beautiful and from california and so i kind of felt like i left and my replacement came in and like was way better at being me than me so i definitely felt competitive and she became like friends with a bunch of my friends that like i then fell out of touch with blah 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 we met like maybe our going into our junior year of high school and we hit it off and we became really good friends. I was fucking obsessed with her. Okay. But I feel like for those competitive reasons, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But now looking back, like, and I'm like my very first like real boyfriend, like she, it, he dated her before me and she, they were friends and she introduced me to him. So when I think though about like, and I like swear to God, I dated him just so I could be friends with her. Like I didn't even really like him that much. Um, and then somewhere along the lines I did whatever. But I feel like when I think back, I'm like, was I infatuated with her? Was that something more? I don't really think it was. I think it was just like, I, we, you know, you get girl crushes, 
But because I'm now with a woman, it's like I I can't help but think back and question all those things. Like yeah. there was a girl that I was obsessed with in high school. I thought she was so cool. She was on my field hockey team, which I know you're all like, haha, you were a lesbian. <laughs> that's softball, idiot. That's not. Like, that's, 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 that's yeah, and that's softball. And if you play softball, you probably You're are so a lesbian. Funny. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're not fooling anybody with those bows, softball players, okay? I know. <laughs> I got your number. You're hilarious. <laughs> I get it. But, um, but no, I definitely, <laughs> like, I was like, I thought this girl was so cool. And now looking back, I'm like, so was I, like, having a big lesbian crush on her? I, don't, I never was like, I want to make out with her. Yeah. I was just like, I want to, you know what it was? I wanted to, like, be girls. Like, I was like, I wish I were her. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't say a lot about my self-confidence, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it was never. I think that's normal. I feel like everyone has someone like that in their life. Like, right? Yeah. That I you look like up normal. to or wish you like had more of their yeah, attributes. Yeah, you want to like emulate them a little. And, like, totally. Yeah. But never like nothing sexual. But I will say when it came to guys, like I was basically asexual. I didn't really like sex. I didn't really get what people were talking about. I hated giving blowjobs, but I feel like everybody hates giving blowjobs. Um <laughs> Like really, who? It's called a job for a reason, honey. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like really, it is. Yeah. But real. um, <laughs> but so, but I, I had like, I, I, I was like just a long-term girlfriend type of a girl. Like I didn't like, I didn't like hooking up. I didn't like the idea of one-night stands. I, I had a couple. I'm not proud of that. But like, it, that was not. It, I wasn't like in like a hookup kind of a girl. I was kind of prude. I like, I wanted to have a boyfriend. My parents were virgins when they got married. I kind of felt that pressure for me too. Um, I wanted to meet a nice boy. So I met my husband. That's why I call him husband. That's such a great I st- name. I, might, yeah. I took it from a woman, an author. I wish I remember her name. I asked her if I could take it. And she said, absolutely. But now I feel like it's become my word and she's going to come after me. <laughs> I should make March out of it, though. Do it. But, um, but I met Wesman when I was like 25. And we got, we were dating a year and a half, got engaged right. At, like that was pretty quick, I think, to get engaged after a year and a half of dating. Then we were engaged for a year and a half. And then the fighting started while we were planning the wedding with his family and me. And it was just like, we are different religions and that was a thing. And like, you know, it was just, we fought over everything. And yeah. when I look back, I'm like, if I had handled this like with more boundaries, I actually think that maybe things would have been different. But the truth is I was never madly in love with him. I thought I was in love with him or I thought it was some version of love. Like that was adult love. Yeah. But was you know, it more of like a comfort? It was a comfort. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, I think that also, I think, I think men are kind of just like pretty like simple. It's like they're attracted to you and you know, and that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas like, I think women, I think women can like admire men in straight relationships um, for like so many different things, you know? And I like, I wasn't like wanting to jump his bones, but like that also like, wasn't like a me thing to want, you know? I was just like, we definitely didn't have passion, but that didn't matter to me because I wasn't that into sex. Yeah. He was, you like weren't even thinking of that as an aspect of like, being a problem because you were like cool cool with me yeah cool yeah. with me and he also like uh, he was like a gentleman mm-hmm. he was polite he was good looking he was successful he was a provider he was like very traditional i grew up in a traditional family we kind of like saw the world the same so we thought mm-hmm. um but like you know just we were not the right fit the family i mean and also we had our own problems too i can't just say it was we were madly in love and it was a family like no like we definitely we fought, we bickered, we annoyed each other, we got each other's nerves. Like, we just weren't a good match. But because the family and I fought so much, it infuriated me to the point that I, like, I don't think I would have... It's kind of like serious firing me. It's like, 
I don't think I would have had the courage or the balls to get out of the marriage if I wasn't so pissed off. Yeah. And so I'm actually grateful that I didn't get along with the family. Like I feel like I should be thanking them because they helped me get mad enough to get out of the marriage that I knew was going to make me happy forever. And then I found the love of my life who just happened to be a girl. That was not part of the plan, but that, I mean, I, I realized when I met Taylor, I've never been in love because that's what love feels like. Like, holy shit. Like, all-encompassing, crazy, out of control. Like, it's like... I love that. You know it's love when, like, you know it doesn't make sense for your life and you're like, this is not checking any of the boxes that I want to check. Sorry, no pun intended with <laughs> the boxes. I was literally just going to say that. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I checked one box. <laughs> I checked the box. <laughs> I also, at the time, was living on Beaver Street, so that did not help matters either. Yes. I can't even. In a place called the Beaver House. I'm not oh even God. joking. I God die. Like, the universe. It's like, uh, I know. Nuts. Subtly like, nudging me, yeah, being like, a big old lesbo. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I fell so in love with her and it was like just undeniable. And so, you know, I just decided, honestly, I kind of thought we were just going to hook up for a while. I really didn't. And I thought it was going to be a big fat secret and maybe I'd never even talk about it. You're like, let's see where this goes. I did not anticipate like having to, you know, being with her for a year, then having to come out on my radio show, having to come out to my fucking friends, my parents. But, you know. Do you feel lucky though that you were going through all this during a time where that was like, it was almost like cool at that point to do, right? Like it totally changed, right? It's like- My mom literally said to me, are you doing this because it's cool? You always do things because they're cool. I'm like, that is so insulting. What year was that when like- Fuck, let me think. It's 2020 now. Yeah. So if Tay and I, so like in the summer, we'll be like five years. We'll be, have been together. So 2020. So I guess this was like, uh, it must've been like, 20 minus 5 15 so it must have been like 2014 ish yeah that like i was like well we got separated uh-huh. was been and i and um it was right out like right right around my birthday because i remember i said i didn't want to go to miami with him and i said go without me i don't want to go with you like i think we're done i can't do this anymore and he was like what that's embarrassing go with your mom and i was like okay and then he like picked me up from the airport he was like how was your vacation was it great and i was like i want to like where are hello <laughs> I went on my birthday without you. So that was like February <laughs> end of February. So yeah. So I guess, I mean, I decided I like Taylor. Yeah. In 2000, I guess in 15, it must've been around. Yeah. So 2015 was like, yeah, I felt like, you know, what was crazy. I was shooting a pilot for a reality show. It never saw the light of day because the president of Sirius said no to it. Whatever. Uh. It was with me and Nicole. And oh. it actually started because when Stassi quit Vanderpump and was living in New York with Patrick. Yeah we are trying to come up with ideas for her for work because she quit her show. And so what are you gonna do? So I said, why don't you pitch to Bravo like a city, like with Whitney Port? Yeah. So it's like you're like in New York. And I was like, we can definitely get you a radio show because you can do it. And also Sirius loves a celebrity. And then you can like do a reality show about like working with your boyfriend, working with your friends, me. I'm, I cast myself in it. <laughs> thirsty. Um, and then like my friend Nicole, you guys will meet you guys. And it's, it's like we're friends, but we're competitors. So this whole thing. And then after she went back to Vanderpump, one of the producers that we discussed the idea with was like, I still want to pursue it. So we started to do like a reel for a reality show. Yeah. And um, in the reel, like in like the sizzle, I'll try to find it because I want to show it to you. Yes. But in like the super trailer, the sizzle. I'm interviewing Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. And we were talking, this is before she, because she dates women now. Yeah. But this is before she, when she was like straight and I was straight. I was interviewing her and I was I like, love you know. That you put that in quotes. Just I know, whatever. <laughs> quotes. I don't know. And I was like, 
I really missed the boat. I should have been a lesbian. I said it and it's on fucking camera <laughs> and it's so crazy. And that was, I promise you, that was so long before I, that was even an idea in my head. Amazing. I mean, when I first met my girlfriend, Taylor, 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 super gay. I um, love it. I was like, I didn't even know she was gay. I kept trying to set up a guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it didn't, like we became friends because we're friends. Like not because like she's a lesbian and I was curious. Yeah. So yeah, I did not see it coming, but this I is feel my like life. that's a sign you like someone though too. Cause even like with my husband, like I would try to set him up with literally like all of my friends, all really? people. Like I was trying to choose like who he was dating because I didn't like his ex-girlfriend either. And I was like just trying to set him up with all these people. And then eventually like we started dating. <laughs> so I feel like that's like a sign when you're like trying to push people. I on guess them, I never like... really set someone up before her. So I maybe <laughs> I maybe I did. I mean, when I first met her, I hated her because she's tall, blonde, <laughs> skinny. And her name's Taylor. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like very competitive. So I was like, she thinks she's hot shit. Like, Meanwhile, that's my name. That's my name. <laughs> yeah. You're a better version of me. Just like Kate Bosworth. I can't. Um, <laughs> it's all coming full circle. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my life. So worked at Sirius, like had my own national radio show at a very young age, like got married, like lived this like very like gossip girl, like very wealthy New York lifestyle. And then I left it all because don't fuck with Taylor Strecker because she gets mad. And when she gets mad, she blows shit up. And then... <laughs> I become a lesbian and then I get fired from Sirius. It was like, <laughs> what the fuck is my life? So that's, that, did I cover it? <laughs> All right. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Staying creative is easier said than done, especially with a busy schedule. Maybe you want to get back into an old passion or expand your current knowledge or simply learn something new. With Skillshare, you can build, fuel, and expand your creative fire. I've talked about this a lot now. It's an online learning community for the creator and all of us. Skillshare has thousands of classes in photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and so much more. I recently checked out some of their yoga classes that they had on there since I'm currently in the middle of getting my yoga teacher training certification. And they even had, you know, a whole series on how to learn more about the different types of inversions and really fun things like that. There's a lot that you can explore on there and I've been having a pretty fun time with it. I even checked out some of their anatomy classes. It's pretty addicting because they have classes for basically everything. I have a whole list going of the courses that I want to take next. What's great is that their classes are on demand so you can learn at your own pace. I love Skillshare. It's super easy to use. I've really enjoyed the quality of the classes that I've taken so far. So get inspired, join a class and create something you'll love. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash Ashley. That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started today by heading to Skillshare.com slash Ashley to sign up. That's A-S-H-L-E-E, Skillshare.com slash Ashley. So basically you want Sutton to choose Josh because no, I'm you're fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I do. I want Sutton no. to choose Josh because it's like not the expected obvious yes. path. And so I'm narcissistic and I make everything about me. So like I basically, I want younger to be my life realized and I want to be with Taylor forever and get married and have a perfect life. So 
Josh and, and you know, and Sutton's character, uh, why my Eliza, yeah. they represent mine and my and Taylor's love together. So they need to work out to justify my relationship. And younger, they're having, are they having one more season? They're definitely doing a season seven because we just did season six. I don't know if we're doing an after show. What are we? We're in January. I normally yeah. get word around February or March. So I fingers crossed. Yeah. I hope there's an after show. Um, I don't know if it's the last season or not, but you know, Sutton's, I think Sutton's starting Music Man um, in a couple, in, 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 in like a year. So I don't know how she I know she would Hillary do. had different projects going on too. So yeah. I love how I call her Hillary like we're friends. Like, I've, I've literally, I, I've never even technically met her. I was in Las Vegas. I was in high school and it was when she was uh, dating Joel Madden and I I physically bumped into her and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. And then I saw it was Hillary Duff and I was like, hi, I'm sorry. Bye. And like, I, and then I just, like, she was so, she was her. so nice. You know what? Like, it's okay. And then kept walking. Stassi like, like dies for Hillary Duff. Yeah. I love her. I've never seen Stassi fangirl out. She like cried when I told her I interviewed Hillary Duff and that I would get to over and over and over again. I used to fangirl so hard over like anyone and everyone until I moved to LA. And now there's very few people that would make me like really. Who would? the most random people you would expect. It's like people from like my childhood. Like it would definitely, um, Chevy, no Chevy Chase. Shut up. I'm telling you Chevy Chase, Jim Carrey. Like I would probably cry. Like honestly, I really would. Fair. <laughs> like, Cause like, I always think like if I met Britney Spears, even in the condition she's in now, <laughs> I would still be like, Oh my God, Britney Spears. Like I would freak out. I don't think I could. Cause at serious, I interviewed a lot of celebrities Yeah. and I always said like, I don't think I could like emotionally handle Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Britney Spears. I would love to see you interview. I, do, I actually interviewed Taylor Kitsch from um, Friday Night Lights and everything else, and he's the hottest man in the world. Yeah. And I lost my shit. Like yeah. I like I was not cool. I was very uncool. So I guess that counts as mine. Yeah. Will Smith was on that list for me, and I met him, and it was right after um, the Pursuit of Happiness came out, and I just remember I was so nervous I couldn't even like shake his hand, and he noticed. I was nervous and he introduced himself. He was like, hi, I'm Will to me. Like, he approached me and I was like, hi. Oh my God. Um, I'm just, I just had to say, I'm just, I'm such a big fan. Uh, I love you. Uh, I love your son. Cause they just did that movie together. And he was like, like you could tell he was like, you love my son, like kind of a thing. And I was like, anyway, oh, thank you. We took a picture and I hate it. Like, I still have the picture. I'll probably post it eventually. But it was that time period where I was wearing those like, that Hollister denim mini skirt with my hair was like scrunched all hard with oh gel. My God. Like it was like the worst conditions for me. Thin eyebrows, like everything. <laughs> the thin eyebrows. Now, so now I'm like, I have to meet Will Smith again. Cause I need to like redeem myself <laughs> somehow. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I had to, I had to teach myself not to fangirl because of my job. Yeah. Because I couldn't do my job effectively if I was fangirl. And that's like when I, when I moved to LA, everything was like, ah, I'm in LA. I mean, I have to live in Hollywood. I have to do this. Cause I was like, I went to, what was it? Geisha house because oh on the hills they went, I was like, that I have to go to so Geisha house and I have so to, funny. and it was like a mess. Everything was a mess. But, um, and then, yeah, my job was literally like, it was like famous bands were coming in like every day to do little shows in the office and online. And then I was doing red carpet interviews oh, and yeah. things like that. And it was the like, worst? yeah, I fucking hate well, it. Well, There's just, I feel, I don't see how you would hate it. Cause there's girl, there's I some people it. that are just if natural. If you want to give me a job, I'll do it. I'll, <laughs> I will do it for, for money. 
and for fame. I want to be <laughs> yeah. clear, but I yeah. absolutely hate it. If, if maybe if I was like on an E, I'd feel differently because they have like status. Yes. But it yeah. feels like you're a big fucking loser. Yeah. Like trying to like talk to the popular kids in school and you just kind of feel like a dope. Yeah, that was totally me. I, if I could show you some of those interviews too. And I, that's kind of why I did this podcast too, was like a little challenge to myself to get better because some people like I feel like you're one of those people my friend Danny who was at BuzzNet with me is one of those people they're like natural interviewers they're just like these like hype men and I'm like that socially like if there's no camera or microphone I'm like hey everyone like like nothing put a microphone in front of me or like a camera and I'm like hey and um so you like bread like I'm just not like I get so uncomfortable and so lately like with the podcast I'm getting a little better you're no girl you're good I'm just like but I get it honestly sometimes I get a little nervous with a microphone like just a little in the very beginning um never with radio I don't know why because I think it's I'm so fucking tired in the morning that I don't even have time to feel nerves yeah podcasting I always get a little nervous for every single one it's the weirdest thing and then anything with involving a camera I get nervous about oh and then fucking being on tour with Stassi the first oh my god the first leg of the tour we were all like throwing up we were so nervous it was it was it was painful I, I listened to the podcast so I would hear you guys talk about it it, hurt. it physically hurt so we drank through it because that's how we all handle our problems but I was gonna say was it the nerves or was it like the bottomless Aperol spritz that was making your ev- stomach hurt ev- was ev- it like- ev- everything I don't even know what but now we're at a place where like you know we we don't get as nervous before but right before you go on you get that little jolt of nerves and I think that means you care and that's mm. good but oh god fucking be nervous it really is it's the worst feeling in the world and you're gonna I know we were talking briefly you're gonna be in their wedding I'm gonna be in their wedding okay so I have some questions for you yes so I'm gonna be in their <laughs> wedding um I'm a bridesmaid mm-hmm. uh I we I, I it's a part of my set that I did on tour with Stassi so I, I cats out of the bag um and my girlfriend Taylor is gonna be one of Bo's groomsmen because Bo and Taylor it. are really really close um so we are going to be on camera because they're I mean it's pretty much I mean things can change but as far as now they're going their wedding's going to be and Stassi's announces too their wedding's going to be on Bravo because Stassi feels like she grew up on camera she she owes this to the yeah. show and the the crew and the cast are her family you know mm-hmm. so anyway long story short we're both we're going to be at, at the bridal showers and you know the bachelor bachelorette party Tate just actually got a text today from um Bo's best man about the bachelor party which makes me so nervous that she's going to be on a fucking bachelor party with Jax Taylor. I'm wicked nervous. I told her, I was like, it's all on camera. You better fucking be good. Because I feel like she has like a target because she's like this gorgeous girl who's a lesbian. I feel like she, they're going to try to make her do bad things. I'm scared. Anyway. No, it'll be a fun party. And oh. I feel like Jax is Jax. I, I, I actually I talk about him. these people like... I was going to say, I talk about these people like I know them. I don't think I've ever met any, anyone from Vanderpump. Have I? I don't think I've met any of them, but I'm obsessed with all of them. <laughs> um, I just met Jax it, and when we did our LA show for Stassi's tour. And he was, it was the first time he was ever like really, I know, I didn't just, I've met him a bunch of times. And it's always been weird because I knew I talked shit about him when I was serious. And he just like, we've always, I've always felt uncomfortable around him. He definitely did not take a liking to me. 
but he saw me I guess he liked what I did on stage because he was like so he was like tagging me in Instagram videos and he was so nice backstage and we were talking he, I wear Santel 33 by the Labo Jax <laughs> wears Santel 33 by the Labo we bonded over that so I feel and also Brittany is such a fucking doll so I feel and we're gonna be bridesmaids together uh. I don't know if I was supposed to say that but I did um, so anyway but I feel like he's like finally softening to me thank God but there's something about like Taylor being on a bachelor party with Jax that just like blows my mind um, but we're gonna be on we're gonna be around the cameras and yeah. you know what it's like to be around reality TV cameras yes. so Stassi and Bo and everybody who's on the show that I'm friends with makes fun of me because when I'm I, I've been out there a bunch of times when they're filming and for somebody who does <laughs> live radio podcasting I do after shows <laughs> on camera I, I do I do I did plays when I was little I'm on tour basically doing like a stand-up set now all the scariest things in the world, right? All yeah. of them I can do. And it's like, yeah, I get nervous, but whatever. I cannot stand being around reality te television cameras. They freak me the fuck out. I don't know why. And I literally am like Blair Witch Project in a corner fucking facing the other direction. I, I run away from the camera. I feel like if it's not one... So with, with me doing reality TV, you're like trained to like not... The cameras aren't there. It's like pretend we're not here. Big elephant in the room. But like, how? But the how lighting everywhere. When? Like like the second. Cause yeah. I I think it's about like I'm I'm insecure about the way I look, so I don't like the idea of somebody being able to shoot me from any angle. Because yeah. at least when I'm doing like the scary part, work, I'm sitting. Yeah, the scary part isn't the filming because it literally is just it. It's funny because it's like it. Like if they were filming us talking right now, it's like we're just supposed to look at each other. Anything but the cameras we look at and we don't address the cameras. But in your peripherals, you see this like big ass black camera. There's like lighting. There's all this stuff and you don't address it. And I think that's why when I started doing like red carpet stuff and there was a camera on me, I was so uncomfortable because I would... I would be like looking on, they're like, Ashley, look at the camera. And I'd like look back and I'd be talking and then I would drift off. They're like, Ashley, look at the camera. And I'm like, I'd look back. You know what, that's it. So I think it's like, you're so used to addressing the camera I'm so and now you to have to it. ignore it. And I'm so not good at like, ignoring the camera. I'm, yeah, I'm like, so you're going to be like, <laughs> just staring I'm like, into it. Like, Hello. Yeah, and wait, we are at the bachelorette party. And so, when, like, so for Stassi and Ariana, remember they had their like joint 30th birthday party yeah. and it was like winter's coming or whatever the hell yeah. it was. That was the most confusing like costume to ever have to pull together. But <laughs> whatever. But I was like my one of my friends uh, is a producer on the show. I'm friendly with her like through Stassi. And mm. she was like, Taylor, just like put a mic on and just like be funny and stuff. Yeah. And at one point she came in and they were like, so how do we get this house? Like we had to like, they'd like, of course their producer going to like have to tell the cast to like establish certain things for them. It's not acting. It's just like, they have to like, like be like, yeah. Oh, why are we here? And so I was sitting with Lala and Katie and they were like, Taylor, you asked a question, the producer. And I was like, but why are we here? <laughs> it's beautiful. And they were like, What? <laughs> And they're like, okay, Lala, you just asked the question. And she's <laughs> like, well, so why are we here again? I'm like, why couldn't I do that? <laughs> so stupid. So I'm like kind of freaking out. I feel like if anyone is going to be on a reality show, whether it be like a cast member or like a friend of or whatever, I feel like you need at least two seasons because the first season you're nine out of 10 people. You're going to be fucking scared. Like if you look at season seven of the real houses of New Jersey, my husband, like I don't know who that is on the show. He was this like silent, quiet, always in a fucking sweater, like 
nervous and then if you look at him on instagram oh. it is like he is it's insane like it is the stuff he puts out there is like crazy i'm like why weren't you doing this on camera he's like i was nervous i don't know what they want or what they do and i don't know like, you know what i think that's what it is i think it's like none of us want to come across as thirsty right yeah. and i think when there's reality tv cameras on we automatically think if i say something or i'm trying to get attention i'm going to come across as thirsty and so i'm like always trying to do the opposite of that yeah because i do see some and of you like, start to overthink things too well there are some like hanger honors and that's what i'm going to call them from oh, vanderpump i can't wait i'm like literally going to address that with you in a second i will <laughs> not say their names because okay. i'm not going to be a bitch like that but i mean i will okay well you can ask and i'll do my very best okay but there are some <laughs> in my opinion there are some vanderpump hanger honors and you've probably seen them in episodes here and there and like i've i see like you can tell the people who like want to be on camera desperately they fucking run where the camera is i watch them and i watch them like ew so i don't want to come across that way either yeah and so i feel like maybe that's also why i get nervous is because like i don't know how to act because i am gregarious and loud and annoying and like look at me look at me so when i'm trying to not be that i'm like not being myself and then you and then you get uncomfortable and then you get start like overthinking and i want to like stand with the producers and like be like a camera person i'm like i'll hold the audio pack you know what i mean like <laughs> i just want to die so it's gonna be interesting because stassi is insisting i make a speech because she's like you're funny and you speak well i watch and you, you guys were just on tour yeah. you, you have to and i'm like are, did they, are they gonna die. record any of the bus tour I don't Are think you allowed so. to say? No. I don't no. think so. I, I, I genuinely don't believe that they're going to. I, they don't yeah. start shooting until the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So unless they like make like a concerted effort to, which who knows? Sometimes they shoot things, you know, out of season, but I don't think so. I mean, they followed Teresa to Italy, so. That's true. But like <laughs> Bo said to me, like, you better get your shit together, Missy. Like you, because you are going to be a part of the wedding. Like you can't be this like nervous. Silly. Truthfully, I think my girlfriend Taylor's more comfortable on fucking camera. Than watch, watch, watch. She's going to become like this Bravo celebrity. I'm be left behind. No, you're not. I'm telling you. <laughs> She's going to be in Bo's wedding party and be like, who's that tall, gorgeous girl in the suit? She'll say something funny. We were on Summer House. She said something funny. I was mute. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy like tried to make us kiss each other. His name was Amit from Summer House. He's no longer on the show. And what he, season was that? Season, season one? Two. Season two? Season two. When did Hannah join? Season three. That's season why three. I know it was season two. Okay. And I was going to, because that's, I saw when Hannah joined. We were there because of Stephen McGee and he, we, we had a full blown conversation on camera about like the gay pride parade, whatever. And I was so nervous. I was profusely sweating. It was also very hot. Um, and I was wearing a jean like jacket cause I was nervous to be on camera with my arm showing. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> like so aware of myself and like you have, smiling, it is. You but I wasn't talking. Things. It's so fucking weird. Well, it's like in general, like if you're going to go out with somebody, you're like, Oh, let me cover my arms or do this, blah, blah, blah. But then when you know, you're going to be on camera and you know, there's like this audience of people like waiting with their like Cheeto fingers to get on the, you know, phone Con and keyboard like confidence. Yes. The keyboard confidence. And they want to say all these things to you. It's like, you just want to give them as least as you can. And I've gotten more comfortable over time because it's like, they're going to talk shit regardless. No yeah, but if I feel like I'm not bringing my best A game, and then, then it's hard. Doing, yeah. Because then I'm like, <laughs> I deserve it. I should have <laughs> lost weight. What's wrong with me? No. You know, but that's how I think. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I it, but so we were, we were on camera with Steven. They didn't use any of that. And then what happened was this guy, me, saw me and Tay kiss. And he was like, 
do it again. And we're like, we're not, we're a couple. We are not doing this because we're like two girls trying to fucking get male attention yeah. at a party. And he and he kind of like pushed us up against the wall and was like, do it, do it, do it. And I threw my drink in his face. Yeah. Like, get the fuck away, dude. And of course, he's mic'd up so you can hear everything that we're saying. That's a little lesson. Wait, and that's on the show? So it, it, it was it was really, really, no, they missed it. The cameras oh, okay, missed it. Part. And we were out of the range of like the, um, like, because they have like cameras all 24-7 in those houses. Yeah. Um. And then they got the aftermath though. And he's, and I, and I just said, I threw the drink and then I was like, I'm sorry, whatever. I was like, listen, like we're gay, we're a couple. And then he was like, but you have pretty eyes. And I was like, dude, no, she's a lesbian, lesbian, like zero <laughs> interested talking about my girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, I'm a straight, straight. And then Tay said, lesbian, you look like a lesbian with a beard. And it's all, it's, it's I have, I have it on my Instagram. I'll show you. Follow me at Taylor Strecker. You can find it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but plug it all. I know. Right. But it's like, <laughs> It was funny, but like Taylor Donahue, not Strecker me, Taylor Donahue had a shining moment on Bravo and I was never more jealous of anything <laughs> in my entire life. And you're like, this is the year I redeem myself. And I'm like clinging to her. Like, <laughs> I, like I look like, like for dear life. I mean, I am, so, you will go see, watch. I, you will see how uncomfortable I am. I'm a fucking loser on camera. I don't know what to do. So this will be, this will be very interesting for that's for sure. Okay, so Pete and I like to experiment in the bedroom because why not? We recently tried out Astroglide Personal Lubricant. You don't need a reason to use it other than wanting to add more variety and pleasure to your sex life, and that includes solo play. Astroglide Personal Lubricant was invented by a rocket scientist in the 1970s. That's how it got the Astro in its name. Lube is a great way to enhance sexual pleasure no matter your age, gender, or orientation. It doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure out why wetter is better, but research does show that you can experience significantly more sexual pleasure and satisfaction with lube. Astroglide offers 10 different formulations of lubricant. Water-based lubricants are the most popular kind because they're lightweight, easy to clean up, and can be used with most sex toys. Their silicone lubricants have a unique silky feeling and are hypoallergenic. Silicone also lasts extra long and it's great for water play. Astroglide has an ultra gentle gel and a glycerin and paraben free liquid. Both are perfect for people with sensitivities. For out-of-this-world pleasure, put some Astro in your glide. Go to astroglide.com now to order your free sample. I'm excited for you. I guess so. <laughs> Wait, what was your <laughs> hanger-honor question for me? I was going to say, with have you watched the new season yet? There are only like two episodes in. So I watched the first one, mm -hmm. and I I missed the second one. So okay. I'm one episode behind, basically. This point. I mean, by the time this airs, I'll be th it will be like the third episode. And then um, you're friends with Stassi. Yes. So, I mean, do you know anything about the new people? Um, I, th I think that they kind of actually like, like them. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we met new people and there's going to be more new people coming. Right. Doesn't that, the super trailer made it seem like that. Uh, yeah, there, so we met three new people in episode Dana, one. Dana, the stand comedian. I have not seen her set yet. Honestly, for whatever reason that bugs me, but like I have literally zero right to feel that way. I will say this. I being, on TV and having bad edits myself, I look at everything with like a grain of salt. Even me, like me personally from season one of Vanderpump, I cannot for, I can't like Kristen Doty. I try, I can't do it. I just can't <laughs> oh, Doty. do it. Yeah. I just, I, tr and, but you know what? And I'll say this though. I saw her on watch what happens live like the other night and I was like, Oh, she seems like not so bad. Like she seems fine. Like she really is. So, so I'm like, okay. And she's, you know, she's pretty and everything, but I'm just like, and, and I have another mutual friend with her. So I'm, and they say she's really nice. So I'm just like, okay, like, 
but I just couldn't. But this new girl, Dana, I really hate. And I'm going to say why (laughs) they, she was part of that, which you see in episode one, she was part of that crew that was like in the hotel room with all the guys, the cameras thirsty. So I'm like, and that's not even, that's like more than her audition. That's more than thirsty to me. Cause it's like, you see cam. It's not, you're not just going to party with some guys. You see cameras there. So then you're there, you're dancing, you're doing all this stuff. You're trying to be like, attention. I I remember that scene. I was like, you're acting like you're acting like, Oh my God, you, it's like, give me a fucking break, girl. You know, all these people. Yeah. Well, and then she brings Peter is his name. I think she, she literally, like brings him into the bathroom they're all like giggly laughing and then on the episode he like approached her like very sweet and vulnerable on camera being like i don't want things i don't want things to be weird and blah 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 and then she's like what i was peeing it's like oh you brought him to the bathroom with you so you could pee on camera i I think i remember if i made out with a pirate and i'm like yeah you're referencing season two of vanderpump rules when they went to cabo for saucy's birthday yeah and peter was on that pirate ship looking like a pirate yeah and i'm like that i i hated that she said that because i felt like she she was a super fan that like, clung to cameras boom, boom. she was a super fan she that was clung telling to inside cameras jokes to, yes in like episode one yes so that bothers me but like and i say this with with an ounce of fear because i'm always like i'm confrontational in certain situations i feel like if i were to like meet her now i feel like i'd be like hey oh yeah well me too um, Oh, you mean you would confront so, her? No, 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 not confront her. I'm saying I would be like, oh, did I say that? I know. I, that's the worst part. I don't know you. Like, I don't know her. So take uh, whoever's listening to me say I hate this girl because I've already said this like three times now publicly on different <laughs> platforms. <laughs> I don't know her. I'm going by her character. I'll, I'll call it that. Yeah. You know, because you don't know how editing plays is. on Vanderpump I just or whatever. don't see how you know what you're. I'm sorry. You know what you're doing. I, I definitely. Um, and I don't like. Like Brett Cap, I know him from like YouTube because Carly Bible's a famous like New Jersey YouTuber. No shit. And that they were dating for a long, long time. And so he had like a following from Carly. They broke up. He moved to LA. Okay. And then comes out, he's doing Vanderpump. Vanderpump. And I just didn't like the well, thing. Well, didn't you hear he he about- his big dream is to go work at Sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just was dying to be a waiter there. Uh, but he he's always been like nice. I've only had like two exchanges with him where he's been like nice. But I his interview bugged me with the Sheena thing. He was a dick. Yeah. They came in too hot, man. They did. Like, I feel like for like newbies. They're attacking like the OG But you know what? Lala came in fucking like, hot as hot could be. And I hated her for it. And honestly, I love Lala now. Like as yeah. a viewer and also as a person. So I feel like, I feel like. I, I think just because they're new, we hate them. Yeah. and Because you get so comfortable with like that, you know, group. As yeah. it is. I know. I do. I think it was bold that Bravo mixed it up that way because they like, they can trickle in like, you know, I mean, James Kennedy as, as, as big of a piece of shit as he is, great television. What a villain. And, you know, it's like, well, he came in because of Dodie. And so that made sense. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's one yeah, thing these people are just kind of coming in because he's dating Stassi. Yeah. It makes sense. But like these people that are just coming in because they're like literally cast. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I mean, time will tell. I wonder if yeah. I'll meet them because, you know, I've talked shit about pretty much everybody on Vanderpump Rules, um, <laughs> except for Stassi and Bo, because I adore them. Stassi, I will say, um, <laughs> I... I admire her in a way that I feel like most people don't because 
she didn't get the best edit like yeah. in the earlier seasons Season and i feel Stassi? like she yeah. yeah and i feel like she totally is like that redemption story so i almost look to her as like okay she was on bravo she had some bad seasons and now she's like queen of the world and yep. so like i love her and so I'll just put that out there. I love her. <laughs> so well, she's when probably come like to the show in, in, uh, in Red Bank, you can and tell Bo, her. Oh my God, Bo. With he's the, a, a just, he's fucking fantastic. Him with the T-Rex the costume. Did you see that? Is that was him? that episode two? I don't know. It must have been episode two. He was like in the T-Rex costume dancing and they were packing. Was that even this season or the pre? So I'm late to the Vanderpump Rules game. I just started watching Vanderpump Rules no. this year. No. Yes, this year. I binged all of the seasons over a course of like three months, I watched um, all the previous seasons and now I'm caught up with this season. So everything is like a blur to me. I don't know what was last season or what was this season. But I don't remember. It, it, it was either it was either <laughs> this, it was either this last week's episode or maybe it was an episode that I missed because I was like, I saw most I think of it was actually season. last season now that I'm thinking of it because I think it was before the previous reunion. So he I think it was is, last season, but he he's hilarious. The best. I love him. He is somebody, He he's very comfortable on camera and not in like a, a sweaty try. Well, he's a, he's a, um, he does the talent, uh, casting director, the casting director. So I feel like you just are because he helps like, yeah, he's comfortable right? around like he's that like, industry and cameras. But I mean, yeah. I think in the very, very beginning, he was like saying it was, I had him on my podcast, Taste of Taylor, a couple times. And we talk about like, is it scary? Because he makes fun of me how scared I get. Yeah. Um, and he was like, at first it was. He said, he said the first one they ever shot was weird because they were like at Stassi's apartment where they're always at. And they're just like cameras and they're like, so just like, go because he's like when you're like doing stuff like stuff just naturally comes in conversation happens but like we were just like at home like go it's like so you what's up you know I mean but he said after that he kind of got into the, the groove of it and he's like close with all the guys now and the girls so he's like I mean he's definitely I think he's been voted like the number one hunkiest or like most like dateable or fuckable or whatever bravo <laughs> boyfriend like in all of the franchises and it's funny because you know no one will even try to fuck with him because they know stassi will we'll like murder him murder we'll, we'll yeah. Them. Murder, <laughs> yeah, them. murder them that's so funny i love it um i know you asked me the question if i was on housewives who would i fight with and yeah. who would i be friends with so you being Obviously, you'd be friends with Stassi and Bo, but who do you think if you were on Vanderpump? Because you are going to technically be on Vanderpump. I am. I am. <laughs> They're going to cast me. I can feel it. Yes. Um, <laughs> if I were on Vanderpump, okay, so obviously I'd be friends with Stassi and Bo, but honestly, you know what? I think Stassi and I might fight if I was on Vanderpump. Really? Maybe. Because I feel like that would be something that would be like really like weird and foreign to our relationship. And I could like, I, I'm very territorial and so is Stassi. And that's like, we get each other. We're really similar. But I could see that being like annoying to her and honestly rightfully so <laughs> so maybe i'd fight with stassi who knows stassi and i really don't ever get in fights we're like really like weird around each other like when it when it comes to like having to deliver bad news like we both tip down each other's emotions so much because we don't ever want to fight but it's like i think in lots of friendships fighting is like inevitable especially being on tour yeah so i think we're and due now you're gonna be sharing a bus no that's that's gonna push <laughs> us over the edge i think we're due for a whopper i really don't want to fight with her and i just want to fight with me but uh so i would say realistically maybe Bo will mediate like yeah seriously seriously um no but if i were like i but we would we would make up i think i would fight fight with um fuck sheena she drives me fucking nuts <laughs> she drives me crazy i think she is so like just trying so hard i've rec i recently like like double back on that on a podcast of mine and i was like you know what 
maybe Sheena's always oh, with Hannah Burner. I was like, maybe she's not so bad because Hannah was on Sheena's podcast. And I was like, how shitty was that? And Hannah was like, shut up. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to talk shit. So I was like, fine, I will. Um, <laughs> Sheena knows I don't like her. It's not a secret. Um, but I think that maybe Sheena has changed a little bit. I know Stassi really likes Sheena now. So it's- Sheena's supposed to come on my podcast so I now think. i'm just running it for everybody no it's okay she, I feel she like, was supposed to be on it like, i feel like she wouldn't be a fun I, I feel like she's it in, in in my experience she hasn't been a fun hang she's like so busy like taking pictures of her food and like taking pictures of herself she's like very like she's very focused on like the like or at least she was the like the image of it all and like i felt like she was very aware you know she wasn't like i felt like i was never like who is sheena that's how i always felt mm-hmm. but i think that now like she's kind of at a place where like as try, try as she may, she still kind of comes out like the underdog on the show. And so now she, I think she's just kind of like, fuck it and is more herself. So maybe I would like her more now. Yeah. But in the past when I met her, I did not. Like, I feel like we wouldn't have, like she wouldn't have an open conversation with me. I also talk a lot of shit about her. So she probably has her guard <laughs> up around me. That's That might be true too. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I sometimes forget like when I used to especially go around like Stassi, I was like press. You know, like yeah. around them. So maybe I didn't. And that's like, I'm not even, like Vanderpump, it's different because they're all like, they're like an ensemble cast and they're all young. Where like me with Housewives, I wasn't a housewife on it. But even me being with this like little side thing on there, like certain people that I know are press or do certain things. Like I, even to this day, if they're like asking me certain things, it's like, we'll be talking about the weather. And then all of a sudden it's like, so with like Teresa and I'll get like, I'll freeze up. I'll be like, oh shit, what did I say prior to this? Because I don't want that. Like, yep. you know, you start to get like nervous. So it's better. Like it does help. You do close off kind of from people a little. So that could have been it too. Maybe that's why Jax and Sheena were weird around me. But <laughs> yeah, but I don't think, God, I mean, maybe, they're going to love you after this season, after uh, we'll see. all the weddings. So weddings bring people together. Or apart. So. Trust me. I lived it. It <laughs> was magical. Yes. Truly magical. Oh my God. Um, and then now you guys are living in New Jersey. We are living in New Jersey. We, we, we bit the bullet. So my really good friend, Anthony Carino, I love him. He was on HGTV. Now he does Ellen tube. Um, and he is like a, he is like, he was on a show called the cousins. Uh So him and his cousin, they, they develop in Jersey. They do construction and they also do interior design. So this is his apartment that I'm living in. (laughs) Amazing. And he, I came here, I was sitting where you are right there. I was, and he was sitting right where I am. And I interviewed him for Taste of Taylor and we were, I was like, your apartment and I'm having like a fucking orgasm over it. Yeah, I, for real, this is like my dream situation. It's like, like exposed brick, but it's, it's painted white. The windows, windows are windows like, windows and like Because it's like those like half moon, but gigantic windows. And it's like crazy Lux. high ceilings. Yes. And your fan is like the ones in Ikea. They're like those big, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, the big metal fans. I it's love like, it. It's like industrial. It's but industrial like, for sure. But like also, but like, and now that we moved to some it's of our rustic, stuff in. Rustic it, industrial. You it, have the it, Edison bulbs. And it's, it's like. fucking cool. And so I love I it. It feels like Soho House. If you've been to a Soho House, that's yes it, this is how it feels it totally yes so i told him i was like dying over his place and he was like afterwards he's like so would do you want to move here and i was like shut up <laughs> and he was like no i swear to god he said i am renovating a firehouse for myself and my fiance he was newly engaged like 10 minutes away and he's like and i love this this apartment is my baby and he's like i'm not i don't want to sell it because i don't want to sell it and i want to rent it out but not to somebody who i don't trust because i like when you see this apartment, like, first of all, most of this furniture is his, okay? Like, this table we're at, this is attached to the counter. Like, you can't take this with you, you know? Yeah. So, he loves this place so much, and it's, like, it's truly, like, his, like, dream bachelor pad that he made. 
So, and I'll give you the full tour after we do the podcast. But like, that's upstairs, the bathtub. And there's like our own private roof deck. It's fucking oh, sick. Oh, my God. It's sick. And so basically, he was like, I want people I trust. And I trust you guys. If you would want to move in, I would be honored to basically have you as tenants. So I thought we were going to be moving in like tw- like this time, 2021. You know, right? Would that be right? Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, no, 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 no. I want you moving like in like six months. So we had to like break our lease and stuff. And I just kept saying to Tay, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be. And it worked out. And now we're here and we're obsessed with it. And I love it. I was really scared to leave Manhattan. And like, I'm sorry, no offense, but like I always <laughs> have like worry. kind of hated Jersey. I'm from Boston. I can't help it. And um, my ex-husband's from Jersey. It's like, I, I just like, Jersey, Jersey has like a bad, it does. It has like a bad rep. I don't know why. We did a survey on Wake Up a Taylor when I was on Sirius. Like a nationwide, like million people listening, people calling in. And we're like, what is the worst state in everyone's opinion? And it was like unanimously Jersey. Over West Virginia. Yeah, no, they call it that. that My mom said in season one on Housewives, she was in her interview and she was like, I just always thought of New Jersey as like the armpit of the earth is like what she called it. It is. And it has its beautiful parts, but it has its really shitty parts. So does every place. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, no. Jersey <laughs> but I can gets- understand though not living here first and the fear of having to. Come I was here. like, ew, Jersey, and so. But now we're here, and honestly, I think it's like I think it's a, like a like an inside secret. Like, let's say it's shitty, so no one so moves no one here. moves here. Yes, because honestly, it's fucking awesome. It's amazing, especially where you guys are living, because it's like just close enough to the city, but then it's not as like loud, and it's like yeah, you know. I feel like we live in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I feel. And um, Taylor's sister and brother-in-law and their little boys just moved to Montclair. So like we're we're becoming there a Jersey yeah. family. So I um yeah I'm like I I'm 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 fucking converted. I love it <laughs> and I love this apartment. And like Anthony is like we are so lucky. Like like I really feel like this place makes me look like a fucking baller. And it's, it's really incredible. all smoke and mirrors. I mean, <laughs> just Anthony being the man. He's the best. Well, being friends with uh people like Stasi and Darren and yep. his assistant and all these other Bravo celebrities uh would you do the real houses of New Jersey if asked because you don't technically have to be married yet I know. know well listen I think it would be good for a housewife to be gay yeah just as somebody in the LGBTQ community and I'm also like I'm I surprised it hasn't happened yet, I know right? I mean, Rosie any of the other- was on but like not like as like a primary yeah, she wasn't a housewife housewife so I feel like Bravo it would be a good look for you yeah which is clearly me trying to lobby for the job so do it I think I honestly if I'm being completely transparent I don't think I would have the strength to say no <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say I wouldn't have the strength to do it. I wouldn't have the strength you to say no. Yes. I would say yes. I would do it. It's have been you, like, it was my dream growing up to be on the real world. That was my dream. Yeah. And then, then that was very quickly replaced by wanting to be a housewife. Like I've always like, I swear, like there are all these like Bravo dedicated podcasts now. I'm like, fuck that. I did it first. Yeah. On Wake Up With Taylor. I was obsessed with Bravo. Like psychotically so favorite franchise i won't be offended obviously <sighs> oh god that's so hard it's truly picking my favorite child um i'm obsessed with dallas right now i kind of like live for it but i know i maybe, haven't seen that oh one my yet. god girl for, and it's you know why because i have my my that's where my dad and my stepmom live is out there in oh. fort worth oh. dallas fort worth area oh. and so i'm like i feel like 
I want to, I feel like if I watch it and I don't like who they picked, I'm going to be like, fuck, you could have gotten better people. But I'm sure that's what people think of New Jersey. They're probably like, those are the women you chose to represent New Jersey. I feel like (laughs) it's like. Uh, Dallas is good because well, season one honestly I would say if you have like a lot of like work to do or like you're doing your taxes do work with that in the with background because you kind of need it for context but like I did not like season one like I choked it down like it was like a gross meal you know and then season two it just got fucking magical and they did a little bit of a shifting around in cast but like not much and it was like season one to season two like I fucking love the cast never so much they're like they're even the ones I hate I love to hate them um, Leanne Locken like if I met her I would not be able to resist like being like I love you but like she is such a monster on the show um, it's really good but I like I really I love them all now there's like Brandy Glanville fucking oh my god Denise Richards drama with um, Beverly Hills did you hear about this no Denise th- they think she's gonna pull a Lisa Vanderpump and not come to the reunion this season she quit the show she's done and they're still filming um, they're gonna try to get her to the reunion but allegedly um she and brandy glanville were hooking up and it came out on their trip to rome and brandy was under the impression that her and aaron were in an open marriage but they weren't so she lied to brandy so brandy was betrayed and now her husband aaron who like she's like so obsessed with his dick and you know his hotness and he is both i mean i don't see his dick but he's hot but apparently like they're in trouble and denise just doesn't seem like somebody who would be like so like secretive and shady especially on a reality show but like I don't fucking know. Maybe Brandy Glanville's like a pathological liar, but I don't think she is. I don't fucking I'm know. I'm so I'm behind on that one. So it's now really I need to good. And I don't even know if Brandy's on the cast in, in the cast or not this season, but so honestly, and I love Atlanta. I love New York. I love Jersey. Whatever's on, I'm obsessed with. Yeah. For real. OC is like so fucking good. I love them all. I'm obsessed. So yeah. Have I, you ever thought of what your tagline would be? Oh Has that God. ever crossed your mind? I'm going to steal Stassi's right now. Stassi says something like, I say it like it is. Something that she said, it's something because, because I'm probably <laughs> drunk. It's like something <laughs> like, I'm honest because I'm drunk. What would mine be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No pressure. I was just wondering if you ever thought of it. <laughs> I should... No, I, yes, I have, but I have no good answer. <laughs> no, right and now. actually, I listen. I know someone's going to DM me now and be like, "You said it," because somebody recently DM me and they said that I made it up on the show when I was on Sirius, and it was like great, and it was great, and now I can't fucking remember it. That so I'm d- caving DM under it pressure. To me if you remember what Taylor said, I'm caving under the pressure. <laughs> but I would. I mean, God, it would be. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be. I wouldn't be able to say no. I wouldn't be able to say no to it. So, you know? so pretty but much. But I'm scared. Work. It would ruin my life. I'm scared. It would ruin my life. My girlfriend does. She's very like a normal person. She does not like drama, um, and I feel like I've worked really hard post divorce to like have a more peaceful life and surround myself with people that yes. I love and trust. And I think that that would like push me back into like this like catty competitive. It depends space. on who else is on. So what we should do is see how I turn it into we. Yeah. So we should campaign yes. to get on there and yes. we'll just change the the dialogue. We'll change it. Yeah, and but make no one it a wants whole... to watch it. I don't want to watch that. We I want to watch fighting. They can still be fighting, just not you know where there people are breaking glasses and trying to like shiv people. You know, we could make it better. I'm gonna pull your hair. Fuck. <laughs> Well, I had it coming, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, but I 
think I will let you go. But before I do, let people know where they can find you and what you have going on. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Taylor Strecker, S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R. Also, uh, listen to my podcast, Taste of Taylor. Ashley's on this week as well. So <laughs> we did a swap. And um, also definitely... I mean, listen to, the, listen to the free podcast, but I also have a radio show <laughs> yes. and it's $6.95 a month and it's called The Taylor Strecker Show. It's like show. a cup of coffee. It's like nothing. Literally. Lit, thank you, Ashley. Yes. And it's two hours, Monday through Friday of live talk radio. You can call in, you can listen on demand. It's basically like a little baby series. So, so fun. Subscribe. Why not? Yes. Give it a shot. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening and tune in next Wednesday. Bye.